The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Monday to you. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, November 6th, 2023, Monday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Iltid. He lived in the seventh century, was one of the most revered saints of Wales. By tradition, a cousin of the fabled King Arthur of the Britons. Reportedly a Briton, he and his wife Turnahild lived as members of a Glamorgan chief's army until they became hermits near the river Nadafin. Ilted then studied with St. Dutritius and founded the great abbey of Lanatuld Far in Glamorgan, Wales. He was a disciple of St. Caddoc. According to one Welsh legend, Ilted was one of the three knights of the Holy Grail. He died in Brittany in the 7th century. St. Ilted, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father as he fulfills his mission. May he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We see a number of times in the Gospel how Jesus is invited to dine at the home of some prominent person. It's a moment of uh, relaxation, good food, but it is also an opportunity for good conversation. So Jesus takes the opportunity today to speak more frankly with his hosts, and in particular one host who is the leader of the Pharisees. So this guy has a certain standing, he's like an influencer, important guy. So Jesus, as he's there, notices how people are like jockeying for good positions. They, I don't know, they seem to want to have some kind of status and prominence as they're trying to get the best seats so people will see them. And, you know, they don't want to be way at the back where nobody will notice them. So it's like an important dinner and, of course, the host is like the most important person. And they all kind of, they're like, you know, trying to network this situation, get contacts and look good in this situation. Well, this can be a good thing, I suppose, you know, to meet people and forge bonds and do good things with them and friendships. But, yeah, Jesus, well, he sees right through the heart. And he knows exactly what some of these people are thinking. And I think he perceives that some of them are kind of like egoists, right? Or egotists. Um, maybe this was not exactly like a red carpet affair that he was going to, but 
you know, where people show off stylish clothing and there's paparazzi and snapping pictures and stuff. But there was something unhealthy that he noticed, something perhaps egotistical and kind of weird in their inner attitude. So Jesus gave them a way now to rectify their inner intention, that is to purify why they were going to these cool dinners, these gatherings with so many people. Because he doesn't want them to act in order to get attention, to be praised, or somehow to achieve some kind of human reward. So he proposes that when you go, he says, to one of these banquets, well, he says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, you know, all those sketchy people that can't really repay you with another invitation. They will not lift your prominent status. They can't pay you back. And so they will not make a good impression on others. And people who don't have any real human status or prestige, they might not be as appealing to some of these guys. So the Lord is really saying, you must invite them purely for their own sake without seeking a reward here on earth. But the Lord himself does promise a reward eventually, as he says, at the resurrection of the dead. That is a supernatural reward that comes with acting in order to please God, to do His will, not just to make a good impression on others. And so we ask our Lord now, Jesus, how do I apply this in my own life, this suggestion of yours? Because really, the Lord really wants us to be aware of our deeper motivations when we speak, when we act, when we work. And we know that the most important motivation in anything is to do it so as to please the Lord Himself. Lord, I want to do this thing in order to, because it's Your will. I want to do it out of love for You, not to boost my rating, my popularity in the crowd. Perhaps our motto could be something like, Deo omnis gloria. All glory to God. But in the end, often we find ourselves a bit too concerned about whether or not others like us. You know, do they like me? Did, did I make a good impression? Did I get their approval? Uh, do they have a good opinion of me? Or will they like maybe say, Ah, he's smart. She's brilliant. She's impressive. It could be that we end up spending a lot of time working on, like, the facade, the appearance, the externals. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, help us to examine ourselves today to be always ready to rectify our intention, or we say sometimes purify our intention. Lord, today I will give this presentation at work, and I've worked on this presentation to help my colleagues to transmit some good ideas at least some measure of truth on whatever it is. And I'm open to doing that, to please you, to do my best. And perhaps we can start our work today with this statement. Lord, what I do today, I do it to please you. I'll do it with professionalism, with a spirit of service, to please you, Lord Jesus, not to garner more attention to myself. I remember some years ago, there was an intervention by Cardinal Ratzinger in which he gave a kind of a warning to theologians, saying that they should be careful not to speak only in order to please the crowd. He said, 
to speak in order to meet with applause, to speak oriented to what men want to hear, to speak obeying, he said, the dictatorship of common opinions, is considered a sort of prostitution of the word and the soul. That's powerful words, and the prostitution of the word and the soul. I mean, and naturally, obviously, we can't just do whatever we, you know, not care at all what people think in the sense that we can't be crude or just say whatever and uh, not even caring at all what people might think. But our motivation must always be God, to glorify Him. And we know human motives might seep in into the reason why we do something. And that's okay, as long as we we rectify the, the, the intention. Like, I'm not doing this, Lord, this ten minutes with Jesus completely detached and oblivious as to what people might think. No, I want... Them to get something out of this. I hope, Lord, I hope you get something out of this, and that you make a resolution to be better. But for that to stand up to my pride, I have to rectify the intention. Interiorly, I have to tell you, Lord, this is for you. So does it maybe take me a lot of time to rectify? Maybe I'm investing too much time in making really a good impression, rather than actually doing this action for the Lord. You know, I heard a story about a family who had put down a, a dog, a, long, a dog that they had for a long time because it had gotten old and sickly. So, you know, the vet arranged to have it put down with the family there present. And this affected the four-year-old in the family quite a bit because he had been quite attached to this dog. And afterwards, when they were on their way home, uh, they spoke about the dog and how good he was and so forth. And and some of the people in the family, the father and the mother, they spoke about why it is that animals live so much less time than humans. You know, the, there's for, for one year of a human, it's like seven years for a dog. You know, so, so the little boy was listening to all this, and he piped up and he said, I know why that is, right? why they live so much less time. He said, people are born so they can learn how to live a good life, like loving everyone all the time and being nice. Right? This is a four-year-old saying this. And so then he said, he continued, well, dogs already know how to do that. And so they don't have to stay as long. It just takes us longer to rectify. So the parents were, well, they were, yeah, I think quite impressed by that, those deep words. And so, you know, does it take me long to rectify? Is all my energy focused on getting the best seat, so to speak? or assuring that I am liked. Remember those words of Jesus when he said, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others so as to be seen by them. If you do, he said, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. And of course, God sees always, but men see too, but not always. And so when we do anything, we must do it to please the Lord. Why am I doing this? I do this to please you. And maybe other motives come in there, right? But like, this is the most solid reason why we do anything to please the Lord, the will of God. And that's the most important foundation of why we act and why we live. Like when you build a building, the facade is nice, but the most important thing is the foundation. Let's ask our blessed Lord to give us that rectitude frequently, 
rectify our intention. It's like a quality control center. Right? We examine the product, we look at it, is it good? Well, it's only really a good product if it is offered to God. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. If you want more, there is more 10 Minutes with Jesus at RalephFRadio.com and on the Ralephant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Monday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time, November 6, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, 
He is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes he keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was in the beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people. I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest beast in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, 
for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render Him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, Knowledge Knowledge of of my ways more than than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. From the first book of Maccabees, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people, each abandoning his particular customs. All the Gentiles conformed to the command of the king, and many Israelites were in favor of his religion, They sacrificed to idols and profaned the Sabbath. The king sent messengers with letters to Jerusalem and to the cities of Judah, ordering them to follow customs foreign to their land, to prohibit holocausts, sacrifices, and libations in the sanctuary, to profane the Sabbath and feast days, to desecrate the sanctuary and the sacred ministers to build pagan altars and temples and shrines, to sacrifice swine and unclean animals, to leave their sons uncircumcised, and to let themselves be defiled with every kind of impurity and abomination, so that they might forget the law and change all their observances. Whoever refused to act according to the command of the king should be put to death. Such were the orders he published Throughout his kingdom, he appointed inspectors over all the people, and he ordered the cities of Judah to offer sacrifices, each city in turn. Many of the people, those who abandoned the law, joined them and committed evil in the land. Israel was 
driven into hiding wherever places of refuge could be found. On the fifteenth day of the month of Chislev, in the year of 145, the king erected the horrible abomination upon the altar of holocausts, and in the surrounding cities of Judah they built pagan altars. They also burnt incense at the doors of houses in the streets. Any scrolls of the law which they found, they were torn up and burnt. Whoever was found with a scroll of the covenant and whoever, whoever observed the law was condemned to death by royal decree. So they used their power against Israel, against those who were caught each month in the cities. On the twenty-fifth day of each month, they sacrificed on the altar erected over the altar of holocausts. Women who had had their children circumcised were put to death in keeping with the decree, with the babies hung from their necks. Their families also and those who had circumcised them were killed. But many in Israel were determined and resolved in their hearts not to eat anything unclean. They preferred to die rather than be defiled with unclean food or to profane the Holy Covenant. And they did die. Terrible affliction was upon Israel. The Word of the Lord Open your eyes and see our plight. The nations have surrounded us in order to punish us. Reach out your arm to us and save us. Look upon their threats and help your servants to preach your word with all boldness. Reach out your arm to us and save us. A reading from the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World of the Second Vatican Council. Men must not be content simply to support the efforts of others in the work for peace. They must also scrutinize their own attitudes. Statesmen, responsible as they are for the common good of their own nation, and at the same time for the well-being of the whole world, are very much dependent on the opinions and convictions of the general public. Their efforts to secure peace are of no avail as long as men are divided or set against each other by feelings of hostility, contempt, and distrust, by racial hatred, or by inflexible ideologies. There is then a very great and urgent need to re-educate men and to provide fresh inspiration in the field of public opinion. Those engaged in education, especially among young people, and those who influence public opinion, should consider it a very serious responsibility to work for the re-education of mankind to a new attitude toward peace. We must all undergo a change of heart. We must look out on the whole world and see the tasks that we can all do together to promote the well-being of the family of man. We must not be misled by a false sense of hope. Unless antagonism and hatred are abandoned, unless binding and honest agreements are concluded safeguarding universal peace in the future, Mankind, already in grave peril, may well face, in spite of its marvelous advance in knowledge, that day of disaster when it knows no other peace than the awful peace of death. In saying this, however, the Church of Christ, living as it does in the midst of these anxious times, continues unwaveringly in hope. Time and again, in season and out of season, 
it seeks to proclaim to our age the message of the Apostle. Now is the hour of God's favor, the hour for a change of heart. Now is the day of salvation. To build peace, the causes of human discord which feed the fires of war must first be eliminated, and among these especially the violations of justice. Many of these causes are due to gross economic inequality and delay in providing necessary remedies. Others arise from a spirit of domination and from a contempt for others, and, among more fundamental causes, from human envy, distrust, pride, and other forms of selfishness. Since man cannot bear so many violations of due order, the result is that, even where war does not rage, the world is constantly plagued by human conflict and acts of violence. The same evils are also found in relations between nations. It is therefore absolutely necessary that international institutions should cooperate more effectively, more resolutely, and with a greater coordination of effort in order to overcome or prevent these evils and to check unbridled acts of violence. There must also be constant encouragement for the creation of organizations designed to promote peace. I have put in your heart an understanding of wisdom, says the Lord. I have heard your prayer, and I will defend this city so that there will be peace in your time. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it so that there will be peace in your time. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, by whose gifts your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Some instructions from the Lord on what to do when you hold a banquet. Coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a leading Pharisee some advice on how to find the kingdom of heaven. It's from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. He said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your kinsmen or rich neighbors lest they also invite you in return, and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Did you catch it? One of the main points of that gospel reading was seeing Christ in others. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. (music) 
Jesus had been invited to dine at the home of an important Pharisee. The master makes use of the image of a banquet to underline our social responsibilities. On this occasion, Jesus said to his host, When you give a lunch or a dinner, do not ask your friends, brothers, relations, or rich neighbors, for fear they repay your courtesy by inviting you in return. Jesus tells him who it is he should be inviting, the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. This is the criteria for the Lord's guest list. That they cannot pay you back means that you are fortunate because repayment will be made to you when the virtuous rise again. We know well that friends, relatives, and wealthy acquaintances will respond to our invitations with invitations of their own. The investment bears immediate fruit. This can, of course, be an upright way of behaving, especially when our goal is to build friendships, increase our apostolate, strengthen family bonds, and so on. Yet, in and of itself, this is a purely human mode of behavior. The pagans act in a manner not markedly different. The Lord taught on another occasion, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Christian charity goes much farther than mere human charity. The Christian gives for love of God without expecting anything in return. The poor and the infirm have nothing to pay you back with. This is the way to see Christ in others. The image of the banquet does not refer exclusively to material goods. It includes whatever one person can offer another, respect, joy, optimism, companionship, attention. The story is told that St. Martin, before he was baptized a Christian, had a vision of Christ in his sleep. The Lord was wearing the cloak of a Roman official, a garment which Martin had recently given to a poor person. He recognized his old cloak and then heard Jesus saying to the angels round about him, Martin is only a catechumen, and see how he has given me his cloak. The saint also heard the Lord say, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. This dream filled Martin with hope and peace. He was baptized soon thereafter. We have to be generous without expecting any reward in return. We should give ourselves completely in the apostolate, in almsgiving, in works of mercy, without looking for compensation. Charity does not seek for repayment. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. We have to sow without yearning for immediate fruits. The Lord teaches us through this parable to give without measure, without any calculation of reward. Then we will receive it in abundance. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We pray once again with the entire church and all the angels and saints as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes O God, our shield, look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise. To be feared above all gods, the gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song, announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. A reading from the book of James. Always speak and act as men destined for judgment under the law of freedom. Merciless is the judgment on the man who has not shown mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, 
born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. Man was created to glorify God through his deeds. Let us earnestly pray. May we give glory to your name, Lord. May we give glory to your name, Lord. We bless you, Creator of all things. For you have given us the goods of the earth and brought us to this day. May we give glory to your name, Lord. Look with favor on us as we begin our daily work. Let us be fellow workers with you. May we we give glory to your name, Lord. Make our work today benefit our brothers and sisters. That with them and for them we may build an earthly city pleasing to you. May May we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Grant joy and peace to us. And to all we meet this day. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, King of heaven and earth, direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. You can still submit names of your departed loved ones to be entered into the relevant radio Holy Souls Novena. It's in progress. 
but all you have to do right now is go to relevantradio.com souls. That's relevantradio.com souls. Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.